self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing. We are Conversation Con Artists. It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I am Calamity Red. And we are Conversation Con Artists back for another episode. Back, back, y'all. And it don't stop. It don't stop at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to let y'all know about the website. Go to uh, www.conversationconartists.com to check out the stories that we have for our um, episode today. The new, the actual episode, old episodes. And then you can leave us some feedback on the mail section. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. And we are also still doing uh, the listening letter portion of the show. If you have questions, comments, concerns that you would like to be addressed on the show, um, you can leave them either on the website or you can send them directly to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. And we only have one question, but it's a fucking doozy. It is... What do you think the best case scenario is in a Trump presidency? The best case scenario in a Trump presidency. Is there a such fucking thing? <laughs> this question is already asked with the premise that there must not be a best case scenario. <laughs> but to be real, the best case scenario is America just continue to be the shit it's been. Yeah. That's the best case scenario. I mean, I don't see a scenario where America gets significantly better under a Trump presidency Hell no. <laughs> or better in general Mm-mm. under a Trump presidency. I think my I know they asked for like the positive side, but y'all know I'm a realist. <laughs> um, I really think my biggest concern, I do know that ideally the country has a system of checks and balances so so trump couldn't get in there and just like willy-nilly make huge decisions but i i do know that as president he he will be the person that goes and represents the country and talks to other leaders and this motherfucker's not the person to do that like he doesn't even know the definition of diplomacy and so my concern would be him insulting some like i don't even know that he would like be directly trying to do it he's just an asshat so it happens i would just be concerned with like what our relationships <laughs> with other countries would be like from their interactions with him i think but i think that's a republican ideal i think displaying power mm-hmm. is a republican ideal i mean that's what was praised about reagan in many respects I think that a lot of America is tired of diplomacy and they're tired of the candidate that will sit back and, you know, be cordial with people that have been considered our enemies at some point. You I know, I think that that's that's a very privileged train of thought, like them thinking that because these there's they don't want somebody that's going to like be diplomatic. And they're going to want somebody that's going to show force. But at the end of the day, the people that are going to lose their lives behind that are the people that are in the military, which most of the people who are out here like, no, no, we don't need the diplomacy are not the ones that's going to be out here on the front lines getting murdered when we get into another fucking war. Like, it's easy for you to be like, I would, that's essentially what that, what that sounds like to me. It's like that person who, like, standing behind you, like, somebody, like, steps on your shoe, and you just gonna let the shit ride, but you got that per- that friend that's behind you, like, I wouldn't take that shit. I, I wouldn't, you need to say something. You know, that's pushing you to go get your ass kicked. Like, they not gonna help you. <laughs> they just back there saying, 
No, you don't take that shit. You stand up for yourself, and then they want you get your ass kicked. Or then they'll be complaining about how the economy gets after another war. And let's say there's not a war, but just ruining relationships with the people in other countries that we friends with because of that. I don't know, but and I don't want to just be. I don't know if you're Republican. You can enlighten me more on on the context of that and how and you know help me understand that more. But I think that I don't think they're concerned with that. I think they're concerned with displaying our power. I think that they believe we're some kind of superpower that can never be, you know, infringed upon. I think we used to be. I don't know that I feel that way now. I I really think that the rest of the world is looking at the decline of the U.S. and just kind of like shit, you know, like. God, I just think we look like a bunch of idiots right now, especially with this particular um, campaign. But like, I guess the question was the po- the positive, I guess, or or what what the most positive outcome of it could be that we don't get bombed. <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, I've been saying that I don't believe Donald Trump believes the things that he's saying to other people that believe that shit yeah that's the scary part though is that there are people that believe that 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 those things and he's serving as their mouthpiece and i just my my fear would be that people would get a whole lot i think it could get worse like people would get a whole lot more comfortable with shit and just mayhem ensues (laughs) like the only thing about a donald trump presidency that i think will be a problem let me go to the opposite side is just how comfortable he's made racists and bigots and xenophobes and all of these different groups. Those are the problems. How it's matriculated to the American population. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump himself as the president, I already think the president difference between the Republican and Democrat presidents is just splitting the fucking hair. Yeah. It's just not that big a difference. I mean, every president in their careers have had maybe a scandal. Maybe a significant piece of legislation or maybe some change that put them in the history of influencing something on a mass scale over time. Mm-hmm. But at the time that they do it, presidents don't influence shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, the president get four years. So the president don't mean shit. But when you're talking about the Senate, when you're talking about Congress, House of Representatives. Aren't those seats up now? Like, aren't, aren't we getting ready to elect a whole bunch of them as well? Yeah, we're going to do all of that. President, <sighs> midterms, all of that stuff. I haven't good. You know, and so I think that damn, what was I saying? I lost it. <laughs> oh, the Congress and the Senate, all of that stuff. They can be in there from thirty. Yeah. Well, in the House of Representatives, you can be in there from twenty five to your damn die. Yeah. And you could be a representative from thirty until you damn die. That's who has crafted our country. That's who changed. The president don't mean shit. It don't mean shit. And I have to address the people that who's not going to vote. Fuck you, people. Okay, not fuck you. Because <laughs> we need to educate you. So let me not say that. I take that back. Listen. How have we gotten to the point in politics where you are willing to spite your own ideals because of the people that are chosen to uphold them and this goes for democrats and republicans if you are a democrat you believe in ideals of how to run this country and how to treat the people in this country and the businesses in this country and how to do foreign policy and how to handle 
nationwide issues. That's what you're voting for. You're voting for your ideals pertaining to that party. And it's people out here saying that they're not going to value their own ideals through their party affiliation because they don't like the person that's saying it. You can't be mad because you don't like the person that's speaking your ideals. If you believe in it, you run for the party. You're literally saying, I'm not voting for the things I believe in because I don't like this person's speech. The mouthpiece. <laughs> I don't like how they talk because... That goes into a bunch more. It's not just who you put in the White House because your ideals, when you vote for them, it also influences whether the House or the Senate is going to be Republican or Democratic, which if you have a Democratic president or a Democrat president and a Democrat Congress, then you can get Democrat legislation passed in almost every state easier because there's nothing to hold it up. Mm -hmm. And then you can get Democrat Supreme Court justices. Which makes a big, big difference in how the laws are are portrayed and enforced in this country, and how they are changed, and what's supposed to be upholding, how it's interpreted. Like it's, and then the federal, the president, all those positions, they influence local politics. You're not just keeping Hillary out of the White House. You're not just keeping Donald Trump out of the White House. You are. In essence, not participating in this system that's going to influence every single bit of your being, even if you don't believe it. And for all of y'all who are talking about you're going to write in a third party and shit, you're essentially throwing away your fucking vote. That's what's happening because your write in is not going to win. So you're just throwing your vote away at this point. And that makes absolutely no fucking sense at all. Like, this system has all it's set up as a two-party system that's just what the fuck so again it's hillary it's trump that's what the fuck is go that's gonna be what the the outcome of this is one of those two so your right-hand person is not gonna be it like that ain't what's gonna happen so whether or not you throw your vote away by doing the third party or you don't vote at all one of those two people in november is going to be the next president it's gonna be one of them it ain't gonna be a write-in so that's fucking stupid for you to do that but calamity <laughs> but on point but it's a broken system it's all broken the politics are all broken how was voting for one of those two people in a broken system <laughs> gonna help fix the system because it's broken listen <laughs> your ass today ain't gonna fix no system by not voting let me tell you what i think i think that the emergence of Bernie Sanders and how much support he got is very refreshing for the future of politics. But right now, I'm sorry, y'all, <laughs> but your damn mamas, daddies, grandmamas, and granddaddies, they asses got to go, okay? They got to die. And I'm sorry, and it's going to be sad. It's going to be a beautiful funeral scene. It's going to be a beautiful <laughs> arrangement, and y'all are going to mourn that person, and they're going to be gone. But you know what? Politics is going to change because... <laughs> There are too many old people holding on to politics. I mean, you don't find a lot of five, six, seven children household like there were Hell in the baby no. boomer ages. So Hell it's no. tons more old people than <laughs> yep. it is young people in America. They got to go. Once they go, seeing the Bernie movement, and I call it the Bernie movement, but it really is just fucking logical politics to me. Things that make sense for everybody. But that's just my ideas and don't be mad people who don't agree with that shit. But <laughs> I think that seeing that we got hope in the future yeah. for it happening. 
but we can't continue to perpetuate a no vote mentality for the youth. These celebrities, these uh, we're gonna get into the celebrities. We'll get yeah. into the celebrities. We'll get into <laughs> it, but we can't continue to perpetuate a no vote stereotype no. and movement if that potential future can be one. People need to vote. People need to be involved in the process. The way that politics has changed is going to be a slowly but surely change. And it's because of the fact that the people in Congress, the the people in the House of Representatives, they stay in there so long. So if you're looking for instant gratification and if you think about you not fucking voting or you writing in somebody that you're going to fix this broken system this year, I got fucking news for you. Not going to happen. That's not how it works. It's just not. So... You're not going to get instant gratification by doing this. It's not going to change shit. Again, at the end of all of this, either Hillary Clinton or fucking Donald Trump is going to be the president. Whether you cast your vote for uh, Jill Stein or whoever the else, else y'all want to write in or you don't vote at all, one of those two people is going to be president at the end of this. That's just what it is. It's just fucking what it is. And I've said before, and I... Every year, I mean it literally, because politics just sucks ass. Every year, regardless of who the candidate is, it's about picking the lesser of the evils all the time. I think people look at this election like it's like so much more of that, but every election, I feel like, is always the lesser of the evils. And you have to understand also that most of what these people are saying they're gonna do not gonna happen because they don't have the momentum, or because we don't live in a dictatorship and they gotta get it passed through all these different channels. Not going to happen. And so. not only that, but they run on the ideals exclusive to their party. Yep. That's what they run on. When they become the president, they automatically have to absorb the concerns of the party that they fought against. Yep. So their message has to change because it has to accommodate everybody. Because that's the way that the system is set up. So I, I don't know if we answered that question or not, but... For me, us not having somebody bomb the fuck out of us because he went and ran off and and shot his mouth off. And also racism, which has always been around and is still around for all of you talking about post-racist America. Fuck you people. Um, But also, best case scenario, the people that he is being the mouthpiece for right now that have all these racist ideas, hopefully it won't, you know, be this snowball effect of like i just don't want like open clan meetings and shit happening with the hoods and shit again i just don't want to go through that and burning crosses and shit again my best case scenario is that donald trump disappoint the fuck out of a bunch of republicans because he don't believe what he's saying yeah he's just saying it to get voted in and when he go get voted in i don't think he would uphold all the stuff he's been saying because he don't genuinely believe it you can look at donald trump's history of conversations dialogue articles he's a democrat yeah by his belief system he (laughs) believes in democrat ideals and i don't believe over his whole career of saying all this stuff i don't believe that just changed overnight best case scenario for me everybody hoodwinked and donald trump gonna get in there and he definitely ain't gonna implement democrat stuff on his platform as a republican president because that's just not gonna go over, over well for him nah but He's not going to pass no extreme stuff. He's not finna build no wall. He ain't finna deport no illegals. I don't think he's gonna do any of that stuff. But I do think that he's going to have a bunch of Republicans writing that stuff in. Because if Congress don't change at some point to a Democratic Congress, yeah. and then a Republican uh, president gets voted in, they're gonna be trying to pass so much legislation, and it's likely all going to pass. Yeah. So, I mean... 
That's the worst case scenario that it just emboldens politicians, Americans, Republicans, races, xenophobe, uh, homophobes, sexist, misogyny going to be high. I just think that it's going to create a new mentality. It's going to really validate all of those things he's been saying for the people he's been saying it to that do believe it. Yeah. I don't believe he believe it. I don't. I hope not. <laughs> An interview with Van Jones, a street interview with Van Jones, he said that Donald Trump is worse than a racist. Because they was asking him, do you think Donald Trump is racist? He said, no, I don't think Donald Trump is racist. I think he's worse than a racist. I think that he plays and toys around with everybody else's racism. Yeah. Which makes him worse than a racist because he thinks we all stupid. He's the puppet everybody. master. He's the puppet You know what master. I'm saying? Dance. And so <laughs> that was a very good response. And that's what Donald Trump doing. But I don't think he believed the shit that he's spewing. And so, best case scenario for me, don't make a difference. Neither one of them make a difference to me for real. Let's hope not. Well, that was our rambling answer. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Um, if you, again, if you have questions, comment, concerns, something we've said on the show that you want us to address, I think we had that before on the gun shit. So, anything. Send it in either to the Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com, or you can send it into the website. And I guess we could just go ahead and get right on into Bow Wow since it ties into that fucking question. Yeah, man. Bow Wow. First of all, let me just say, Bow Wow is like Stacey Dash, in which, and what I mean by that is I could give a shit about either one of them. Before they even opened their mouth and said stupid shit, I could give a fuck. Like, honestly. They both are like marginally talented attractive people that's about it that that i feel like is their bio so this week bow wow uh got into like this twitter and i think a lot of celebrities need to get the fuck off twitter too because y'all get like wrapped into like really bad shit on on shit y'all say on twitter but somebody was asking him who he was gonna vote for he said he wasn't gonna vote and then of course you know people were like you're black why would you not vote the civil rights move all of this stuff that was done for you to be able to vote this motherfucker said that he don't really know much about the civil rights and he don't really get into that because he's mixed and so that doesn't really impact him and he's not really up on it because he's mixed so this is (laughs) super saiyan level of ignorance (laughs) if you watch dragon ball z (laughs) <laughs> this is infinite Tsukunomi level of ignorance if you watch Naruto you gonna have to do one that like non-anime <laughs> but all I watch is anime <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's a cartoon it's top level I, I can't even it's just top level it's top the lev- shelf vodka version the level of ignorance yeah. like the level of ignorance is ridiculous with that statement because he ain't heard of the one drop rule first of all <laughs> okay his is not even his mix is not even like he has a black mother and a, a, a white father his father is mixed and his like what so your dad look black he, he's not he's he's there's white native american and that make it even fucking worse so okay so the native american part and the black part you don't think it's important for you to fucking vote after what happened to both sets of those people? Fuck is you talking about Bow Wow? Like, and he continued because people were getting his ass about it and he just continued with the stupidity. Like, he, I will say this, when he say some stupid shit, 
he is gonna stand behind that stupid shit to the end i mean he just never saw the light (laughs) at the end of this long ass tunnel the whole time that he was having this twitter and it was different people that were like commenting that he was replying back to because everybody was just kind of like you know how fucking stupid you sound so you don't care about black people no this no i look no, dog, that's not what I was saying. That's not what I'm saying. I need to find exactly. <laughs> Look, the, Bow Wow. Or Bow Wow. Bow Wow is the fucking skim milk of black people. <laughs> like, some people fuck Water with you. <laughs> some people fuck with you, but not a lot of us, and none of us know why you even fucked with from the beginning. That's like, I'm sorry. Basically. You are not relevant. I mean, Bow Wow just don't have the X factor. No, he never he has. He never has. He's just a dude that somebody paid to put on. Jermaine Dupree got a kid when it wasn't no kids out at that time, yep. and he capitalized off of that kid. But Bow Wow has never been a star. He was under the cusp of an already questionable star. I don't know what Jermaine <laughs> Dupree. I don't know none of his "Money Ain't a Thing" video. That's all. Janet oh. Jackson husband for some time. There was another. So okay, that I knew it was another part. So he said, "I don't really care." to the question about who you gonna vote for I don't really care because after what I learned um, what I learned about politics I just stay away it's a letdown so then they were like what did you learn he said that all the world leaders are controlled by an upper power that no one knows about I can't rock with it what is this upper power that nobody knows about that is controlling the world world leaders not even a country all the world leaders are being controlled by some fucking I don't know. Shield. I and don't you know. rather believe in this power that exists that nobody knows about than actually like do research? <laughs> like, that's, how do you know about it if nobody know about it, motherfucker? That's, that's too hard. It's too hard. He continues. He said, "Man, I only believe what the eyes see. I'm mixed. I don't know what my ancestors was doing. I only know what I can see." Because somebody was like, "You, what about your your ancestors?" That was his response to that. Then he they asked him about Selma. He said, yeah, I seen Selma. Was I related to anyone? No. I'm saying my mom's side of my family is not black. Heritage different. So he said that he can't rock with a system (laughs) that has leaders that's controlled by something that you can't see. (laughs) Then said that he only use his eyes and go by what he can see. (laughs) That he did that. Yes, that's what he said. Y'all, the levels of ignorance are ridiculous with the Bow Wow. I mean, and then, look, this is his dad. Because then he, he posted a picture of his dad that was supposed to, like, fucking explain everything. He looked black, like he looked like a light-skinned-ass black person. Fuck is you talking about? He looked about? like he get his ass beat by the police in Basically, the 70s. He was in and out of jail. That's why Bow Wow ain't got no fucking relationship with him. So, yeah, he probably was. I mean... It was just a ton of fuckery. Like, and he held on to this. Like, so if black people do decide to do what Britain did and do, like, I think everybody's been calling it black sick. And, you know, I said before, Stacey Dash, they can keep her, they can keep Bow Wow mixed ass too, since, you know. But here's what's crazy about him and Stacey Dash both your careers are built on the back of the people or built on the dollars of the people that you say you can't rock with don't represent you because you're not of them like really seriously okay bow wow like 
the levels of ignorance are um, Waldo, Geraldo, Faldo. <laughs> Family matters. Now the millennials ain't gonna know what you're talking about. <laughs> the levels of ignorance are, are Kimmy Gibbler. <laughs> oh yeah, Full House. Still the millennial. They might because it came back. Full House came back. So yeah, right just take the stupidest, dumbest, most ignorant thing that you've ever experienced, or the worst, most powerful plot that the cartoon or anime you watch has and make it ignorance and put that on Bow Wow because <laughs> he ain't got and so my issue with the whole Bow Wow thing is and Nick Cannon thing is I'm not gonna vote I'm not gonna vote no vote one vote these different movements that they have about not voting and that's problematic now I will tell you that don't tell me about no civil rights when it comes to voting don't tell the, the number one reason I vote is so I can keep talking shit about <laughs> politics, and so people can't tell me well, well, you, you don't have vote. the privilege to talk about politics if you didn't vote. <laughs> Bitch, one I can talk about whatever I want to talk about. You don't have to listen if I ain't vote, but I'll talk about what I want to. But I'm gonna let them know. Look, I voted just to talk this shit. I don't give nothing <laughs> damn about no other thing, but I voted for that. But I think that it's a very dangerous message to feed to the youth today. It to is. have these celebrities saying, I'm not going to vote. I mean, you can write in a vote. Like, write in a vote. But if you're going, that's stupid. But if yeah. you're going to, but we don't need to spread this idea <laughs> of not, not voting, voting. Yeah. not being involved in politics, and educate yourself about the people running. It's so many people that have said something about Benghazi and Hillary yeah. Clinton, and mm-hmm. that's why they won't vote. Do people know what happened with Benghazi? I don't think they do. I think I think it's one of those things where people like just hear people talking about it and then they just adopt it. Like, oh no, did you hear about Benghazi and Hillary? Like, so I don't think that people legitly know. Maybe this is oversimplification, and I members of the military, if you're listening, you can clarify that for me. But Hillary is as much at fault as a parent who was blamed for a kid that hit somebody at school. It's like. At the consulate, there was some miscommunication going on, mm-hmm. and big problematic things happened. But because she's the Secretary of State, at the end of the day, it was her job to make sure everybody was taken care of. But under that, it was somebody else's job. Yeah. Under that, it was somebody else's job. It was a lot of things that could be put into place to avoid that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's so. The propaganda is they make it a much bigger issue for Hillary. Having been the Secretary of State and a consulate attack happening, lives were lost. When it happened like 11 or 12 times on the book, every single president <laughs> has had attacks on consulates, consulates around the, the globe. Yeah. It just happens. We're America. We're supposed to be the greatest. And people don't like that because the greatest has come with dominating, yeah. with a narcissistic society, with us believing that we're supposed to be this beacon of light for the world. You know what I'm saying? That's Basically, what it's come with. Yeah. It and is. so people are not going to like that. So this happens all the time. I just don't see how Hillary Clinton gets such a bad rap for it. And then you got Hillary Clinton signed, you know, she was with Bill Clinton's legislation that led to mass incarceration. I, I, let me just. <laughs> I just want y'all to imagine. I mean, I guess for y'all young ass people, this would be hard for you to do. But I, I, I can do this because uh, of my age. Like, imagine, just think about the things that you were with and for and thought about twenty years ago. The person that you were twenty years ago and the growth 
the change like we always want to influence people to to see the error of their ways or to see you know things in a different light but then when they do it's still but you didn't before like 20 years ago you was with it you know what i'm saying like i just i don't know that it's fair to say well because she was with it then obviously she lying about her her change of heart now when it was when there's such a big difference in the time like i'm not the same person i was 20 years ago and i fucking hope that you're not either like Mm -hmm. that's a i don't know but another part of that is politics has never really had a strong handle on fixing problems at their core Mm -hmm. politics does patchwork yeah politics Put something on top of something to fix something that has a core broken issue, and then it go flat. It's that tie that you patch, but it keep going flat. You just keep getting the patch. Exactly, and the lag gonna leak out at some point. At Shit's some point, gonna be, it's yeah. gonna fuck something up. Yeah, basically. And the legislation that that 1996 legislation that made that created the three strikes laws that made harsher penalties, it was trying to fix an issue that had a core problem that wasn't being addressed. The issue was crime rates were high. They were very high at that point in time. And Bill and Hillary and all of the Democrats that supported that legislation said, hey, we need to put a deterrent in place for these criminals. We need them to know that they get big consequences when they do crime. And so we're going to deter that. We're going to make it tougher so that these criminals say, well, damn, I'm not doing that crime three times in a row because I'm going to go to jail. That completely overlooked the core reason that crime was existed crime was existed because of poverty crime was existed because of lack of oversight in communities crime was exi- is existed because of issues that are not being addressed because lord forbid the government give somebody to somebody or change somebody's circumstances or in- intervene in a way that changes the core of these issues and so crime don't change because the core issue that crime exists is still there yeah. all it does is it penalizes those pre-existing crimes for those pre-existing reasons that's not being addressed and so it was well-intentioned it just didn't address the core issue how long is somebody supposed to be held accountable for something that they've repudiated for something that they've said is a mistake for something that they messed up on the only thing we can do is hold them accountable for it and hope they don't do it anymore I mean that's all we can do or we cannot vote for him but we don't fucking have a choice this time nope (laughs) we don't have a choice now it's either Hillary or Trump and as far as I'm concerned (laughs) if you don't vote for Trump might as well vote for Hillary if you don't vote for Hillary you might as well vote for Trump because one of them two fucking things is gonna happen regardless of what you feel about your third party candidates regardless of what you feel about the libertarian the green party any of those parties at the end of the day you only got two decisions during snack time they ask you if you want Lay's chips or fucking curly <laughs> curly fries. You can't say I want fucking funyuns. Ain't no funyuns. You get one of these two. That's it. And that's what we got. You're getting something you don't like regardless if you're trying not to vote. So you might as well go. I don't want to say you might as well go for the lesser of two evils, but you need to take into consideration all of the other reasons that voting for a Democratic nominee aligns with your ideals of how you expect the country to be run. Otherwise, you're going to get a party nominee that wins the presidency that does not align with any ways that you think 
the party line and it's going to change a whole bunch of your existence and all you're going to have to say for it is well i didn't like hillary <laughs> or if it's the opposite for you well i didn't like trump but you and that's my problem like i don't give a fuck who win i just want every american to damn vote for their damn ideals all of this bullshit propaganda i don't care because at the end of the day i at my core don't believe Whoever is the president make a damn difference. <laughs> I just don't. I, I never have. The president is a puppet for the country. The president is the illusion that we had some kind of choice. That's why it's so limited. Because they want to keep us involved in, oh yeah, I voted for this person and it won and it keeps me involved in the system. But at the end of the day, they like splint hands. At the end of the day, they shake hands, they eat at the same restaurants, they have conversations about regular <laughs> shit, and they do the same shit over and over again. And it's every four years. That's just what it is. Pretty much. So, fuck Bow Wow is the summary. <laughs> Bow Wow uh, ain't shit. Basically. Nick Cannon, uh, you ain't shit either. Yeah, you too. Um, so, let me just say this. And I, I don't, this is not to insult anybody that may have done this. But I will say, if you meet somebody and you hang out with them for four months and then you marry them... I don't know that it's fair for you to be surprised that they maybe wasn't the person that you thought you married. Um, and I say this because Keisha Knight Pulliam, uh, who you may all affectionately know as Rudy from the Cosby Show, married a ex NFL uh, football player after knowing him for four months. They were together for six months. She's she's about five and a half months pregnant. And they're getting a divorce because he filed for the divorce. And she's just devastated essentially now. But I, I, what I want to talk about is the fact that when you meet people, you are meeting their representative. That's That ain't them. That ain't the bad. That ain't their flaws. That, that ain't them. Like you have to get, that's why dating exists. You have to give it time to get to know this person, to see them in a variety of situations, see how they interact with their family, see how they interact with their friends, see how they interact out and see how they interact with wait staff, see if they're assholes to the people that are, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to see them in a bunch of different lights in order to get a whole concept of who this person is. Because the thing that they're showing you is just a snippet, a teeny tiny little bit of the picture. And a lot of it is just that polished up version of it. So four months down the road you, you, that's not enough intel it's not enough information for you to say this is it whole rest of my life this that dude no it's not so now she's pregnant with a pending divorce all of this happened in 10 months y'all ain't even been together a year and in this 10 months time y'all have met y'all have dated y'all gotten married y'all gotten pregnant and now you're getting divorced in 10 months it's ridiculous listen there's, there's some ways that you can find out if you're a mate. You got to find out early. First, the first one I want you to do is I need you to wake them up in the middle of the night. <laughs> Why? You need, to need, you need to see that reaction. I mean, do they, we got some PTSD. I mean, do they swing when they wake up? I mean, can you not get them up at all? Because if it's an emergency, you got to drag them out the window. Are you, can, are you strong enough to do that? Like, first test is to try to wake them up in the middle of the night. You'd have to drag See what they the respond to. I do not. Worst case scenario, you get a black eye. <laughs> Best case scenario, you find out they turn around and say, what up, babe, what you need? <laughs> Best case scenario. But you need to know that. That's the test. That's test number one. <laughs> I got some other tests. Okay. <laughs> 
Some of them are too too personal. Oh god. Too <laughs> <laughs> you have to give yourself time to get to. Now I get it. I I'm 31, so I kind of get you know you get that feeling of a little bit of anxiousness maybe when when you're and she's like in her mid 30s i think mm-hmm. you know you get that little bit of and i had this conversation with ac blow actually <laughs> the day you get this bit of anxiousness anxiousness because it's not quite the same with men with women you have a very limited window in which you were going to to bear offspring like that's it that window unless you got the money to freeze your eggs which i looked that shit up that the process is ten thousand dollars there's a five hundred dollar storage fee for however long you need to store the eggs um and that's for like one set of eggs Mm -hmm. so if you need to do this again that's another 10g like it's fucking expensive to like freeze your eggs and try to do that shit at a later date with a surrogate so women have a very small window of time in which to, to be able to do this and, and there not be a ton of complications so I kind of get it when you start reaching that the end of that deadline where it's kind of like fuck like, mm-hmm. oh my god but I don't know that the answer is marrying some random ass crazy person that you've known for four months and then being like, cause she, I, I, she did an interview. She said this is the only interview she's gonna do about it. She did an interview on E, and she legitly looks upset. Like she really looks heartbroken. Like she thought this is gonna be the one, and it's just like, girl, based on what? But she is an actor. Well, that's true. <laughs> so I mean, that's true. I don't know. I feel like with the hormones of her being pregnant and all of that, I feel like she probably is feeling pretty sad about it. And it's embarrassing because the way she said it went down is he got up one morning, kissed her goodbye. She was like, all right, I'll see you later. Then he texts her and said, I need to talk to you about something. She called him and he said, I just filed for divorce. I'm going to be home later to get my stuff. Bitch, what? You gonna be well late. You better bring the sheriffs with you when you come back. I just just bring folks with you. Don't come back here by yourself <laughs> because it's gonna be dangerous. So you need to go by the sheriff's office and get a couple of officers to fucking come with you before you come back to this house. You did what? We ain't talked about this. I thought shit was fine. You get up and go file. File the papers. And then call me to tell me you did this shit. And then you think you just gonna waltz up in here taking shit out this house? Oh, that's cute. Okay. <laughs> Test number two. <laughs> Hide one of their favorite things that you know they're going to need recently. Like their <laughs> keys or they one of their shoes or something important to them for, the, for every day that they need. Not something serious like a phone, but something that they can believe they possibly misplaced. <laughs> Hide it. Put it somewhere. You need to see how quick they get mad. <laughs> then you need to see will they ask you for help? Or would they involve you? Because you know they don't know where it's at. You know what I'm saying? You need to see if they go from zero to hundred real quick, or if it's a slow process. You know what I'm saying? That that's that's a test. You these are before you get to the point of I'm gonna marry this person. You need to know these things. Otherwise, you're gonna find them out when you don't want to. He was also a husband on on the real Housewives of Atlanta I think Mm -hmm. Uh, So he was married to one of the Bitches that's on that show And she had shit like she had trouble With him I just I don't understand it Like I said I 
I don't give a fuck if if I'm 39 turning 40. Like I don't care who if that person that I meet at that time. I'm not four months later. Like I'ma look at you like you didn't lost your mind if you asked me to marry you after four months. Like you don't even know me. You haven't even seen like the rants that I get into because of traffic. You haven't even had an opportunity to see how enraged I get when somebody parks and takes up two parking places. Exactly. <laughs> That's why you set these tests up. Test number three. Cook a bad meal. Cook a bad meal. And if you don't cook, make some bad Kool-Aid. <laughs> you need to see if they're going to drink it and just take it down. If they're going to eat, mm, this is delicious. You know, or if they're going to be like, you know, we're going out to eat tonight, right? Yeah. You need to know. You need to know what this person is made of. And you know what? You don't want to be after four months and married finding out all of this random shit <laughs> about this person when you could have been testing them the whole time. <laughs> you know what? You need to do a post on the website of different tests <laughs> so that people can like go and, and, and look back and, and, and get these tests to do in their relationship. I, I, I need to do that. I'll do that. <laughs> but I just, I, I want to say that, especially to women, I think we live in a we live in a society where it's like men can just be distinguished and, and bachelors and shit is cool. Like that's fine. And then women are, are I don't think they call them old maids anymore. But shit, even me, like I work in a place where most of the people, most of the women there are married with kids. And I can't tell you how often I have to have conversations about when I'm going to have some kids. When I fucking get ready to, if I decide. I, I don't really, after seeing how y'all are with y'all kids, it don't really make me all that anxious to do that shit, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. like, So we live in a society where that's like pushed on you, and the older that you get, it's kind of like, well, you know, you know, you're running out of time to do this shit. So again, I, I would just like to say to the females, do not be, don't feel pressured into doing that shit. If you are not ready or prepared, or hey, if you don't want no kids that's fine everybody's not meant to be a parent and i have worked with a whole lot of people who should never have fucking had kids so if you don't feel like this that's your path that's cool or if you haven't met the person in which you need to have it because guess what if he is crazy you can leave his crazy but some of them fucking crazy genes might be in this kid that you're gonna have to have with you for the next 18 years so even if you can get rid of his crazy ass some of them genes might cross over and I just, you don't want that life. I've met people that had a bad relationship with their baby mama or baby daddy, and they, most of the time, baby daddy, but <laughs> they have a big problem with treating that child appropriately because they look like that yep. person. Like, which is fucked up. I've met that, a lot of people yeah. like that in counseling and just in the career. I'm like, what? Why are you holding this child to the sins of this person? Like you really have that much hatred for that person in you that you can't treat a person you birthed. And that runs deep because for the older people, because older people always like to look at this generation and past generations that are not their own and say, y'all, so, you know, we didn't do that. Yeah, you did. The only Mm -hmm. difference is that kid got sent somewhere else. Mm hmm. And you raise the kids with the person that you liked kind of shit. So that's that's the situation that has been going on for a very long time. And it's sad because that kid ain't got nothing to do with what they look like or who they act like or who they sound like. They ain't got shit to do with that. They got the genes that were given to them. Mm-hmm. And it isn't fair to that kid. So again, I say, if you ain't in a position in a place where you are either prepared to have kids or you know the person that you with well enough to 
parent them and that don't even mean necessarily together like if shit don't work out you need that person needs to be somebody that you you would be able to co-parent with as well because sometimes shit don't work out but if this gonna be somebody that you have this extreme hatred for Mm -hmm. that you can't even better talk to this motherfucker that that ain't that don't need to be the, the 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 parent to your kid you have to take time to get to know people. I guess is is this the the lesson that you should learn from Rudy's story is that four months is not a long time. Like four months is 120 days, and in that 120 days, you have to understand that you are only going to spend like a very minute amount of time. If y'all are both adults with jobs and shit to do, you're not going to be together that whole, you know what I'm saying? Like that's maybe on the weekend here and there. Like it's not going to be a whole bunch of interactions within that 120 days. Like that is just not enough time for you to to know. It's just not. To marry them? Like I wouldn't even move in with somebody after four months, let alone like tying up our finances and all of that shit. Fuck that. Nah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's a situation but you know i'm just always under the impression that the celebrity figures they're gonna do their own thing yeah you know i mean football players athletes i'm pretty sure it's some faithful dudes out there i think but right now i think steph curry is one of the that's because be. shit his wife like Tony Parker wife. She everywhere. Yeah. He can't do nothing. She in interviews. <laughs> he couldn't do nothing if he wanted to. All I'm not the saying games. that he would. I'm just saying the allure of the life in which you are constantly berated by women is one that it takes a very, very powerful man to avoid or it takes a man with very heavy supervision <laughs> by his woman. You know, so I don't know, man. It, that's why I always tell these celebrities, look, Keisha, come on down, get you a regular dude. <laughs> you know, he you ain't got to worry about that. He don't have the allure of any kind of life for women to want him like that. They, they don't. Get you a regular dude. Just come scoop one up. You know, do some interviews. <laughs> you can make it a formal process. Do some interviews. Put down some papers. <laughs> Apply for boyfriend. Must be a regular dude. Must make less than $100,000. No no less than 50000 You know, situation. The same thing for, you know. Y'all just take your time. Take your time when y'all are. Again, because that, that's a huge. Again, even if you can always get a divorce. But like once shit gets all tangled up financially and all of that. It's just a big ass headache. For what? Y'all were together for 10 months total married for six months not y'all didn't even make it a year for the whole relationship as a whole like not even a year married not even a year dating just a year in general y'all didn't make it so take y'all time don't be out here uh, i think i said i posted on the boom that the, y'all out here looking for adam and then you the date adam for four months and you think he's adam and then be surprised when he turned out to be the serpent well duh <laughs> fourth test (laughs) and this is specified test this is specific for the intellectuals if you got a mate that you want to see where they brain capacity at you send them some articles and see if they read them by asking them follow up questions later because you want (laughs) to know and you might have to do this two or three times you're going to have to send them two or three if they don't read none of them (laughs) then you got a situation where you ain't the mind ain't trying to move forward at anything you know what I'm saying you need to know if you can have that dialogue you know what I'm saying that don't make sense. 
No, I think I would read them if it was something that interested me. If you sent me like some random shit that's about seat. like that's part of the test. Seat. It gotta be interesting. It gotta be <laughs> relatively short, and it gotta yes. be something that has easy follow up questions that should be easy to respond to. <laughs> in it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah, you you gotta put time into finding out if this is the person you want to be with, and. I don't know. I really don't even think you should get pregnant right at the very beginning of of your relationship. Like, not on purpose. <laughs> I, like, it's going to be an accident. Again, I think where, it depends on where you are in. Like, if you get married 38, 39, and your wife is that old, what what's the appropriate Because she may not be able to if you wait too long. Well, I, you damn got to wait longer than four months. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they got they got pregnant right after they got married. So they were married. But that ain't the situation though. Like if that's the situation, then clearly, yeah, okay. But, but it's not. Yeah, she's not. She has like, some time. She's like thirty five something. Out thirty five. I maybe. assume she has time. I mean, it's it's fifty years old. I hear that done had babies. I ain't everybody saying it's gonna happen. Everybody don't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying it's gonna happen to everybody, but I'm saying having a baby at the cost of not knowing your partner. To me, ain't worth it. No, I mean, it might be worth it to somebody. It ain't worth it. To me. Well, me and AC had a whole thing about because I said that I could see like he 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 is very much a traditionalist where it's like mom dad in the household. Like I grew up with that shit and it wasn't healthy. So I have a very different outlook. I think if the two people in the household are healthy, sure. I don't think two people should just be in the household for the sake of two people being in the fucking household, though. So I was talking about I get why. I don't know that I would do this, but I get why women, like, when they get, when they're getting to that part and they and they haven't met anybody, I get artificial insemination. I get if you if you want a child and you're not in a place where you can have like the whole family unit, that traditional shit that everybody tells you to have, but you want this child and you're able to like take care of the child, I don't see a problem with that. But of course, he was like, "Well, you're you're depriving your child of a father," and so essentially, if I can't find nobody by the time that my shit is about to expire, I just am gonna be childless because I couldn't find a man. And when does the dialogue go to men that are depriving those children of their presence by not being there? Like, why is the dialogue only on women? most of the time when yeah. it comes to situations like this where the woman has to submit and has to change and have to accept bullshit that a man put out why that dialogue don't come to men well because we live in a misogynist yes. society and <laughs> men you know got the advantage all that shit all those things yeah so yeah I I, I mean I, again I don't know how I'm gonna feel if 40 knocking down and I still out here single and shit like I just I don't think it's fair for you to say oh well you can't if you can't find a man and and have a family and have a, a, a traditional two-parent home, it just wasn't meant for you to have kids, I don't think that's fair. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works out. Like, Because then what you have is, when you have that kind of mentality, then you question why people go out here and get with somebody after four months and marry them, have a baby. You think that's stupid too. So like, what's the answer? If I give you the traditional lifestyle that you think that I should provide for this child, but because I didn't have a whole lot of time and wish to do it, I cut it down. You think that's stupid. If I go and say, okay, I haven't met anybody 
you know, I might still be able to meet somebody. I'm not taking that off the table. But because my window of opportunity for this kid shit is closing, I'm just going to have artificial insemination. Maybe they'll have a stepdad if I ever do eventually meet somebody. That You have an issue with that as well. So then again, he was like, well, I didn't say that. But that's essentially what you're saying. If you don't meet a man who can give you the two-parent household that every child needs, you don't get to have kids, period. Sit. So... This just instantly brought up a situation for me when you said I I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. It don't matter if you don't specifically say some exactly. shit. It's encompassed in all the shit that you say around it. For example, I'm not racist. But if you say Mexicans need to take their ass back to Mexico, and if you say black folks just complaining about shit and they ain't shit, and you say everybody with a turban on is a terrorist, you don't got to say I'm racist. <laughs> All that shit you said, it, it encompasses racism. Basically, yes. So, like, at a certain point, you got to understand how what you're saying implies a lot of other shit. I just summarized it. That's all. You said all of this stuff. I summarized it down to if I can't find a man, then I don't get to have no kids. <laughs> Period. That's the 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 end all be all. I either find a man uh, uh, who's healthy and in a position to financially help me take care of this child. But if I can't do that because of circumstances and I just ain't met nobody and and providence or whatever the fuck you want to call it, then I just don't get to be a mom. Because me being a mom isn't enough. Gotta have that <laughs> So, fuck all the rest of that. Or in your dialogue, you gotta add the caveats to the situation. You know, you gotta add the asterisks <laughs> to what you're saying. Like, if you ain't saying those things at the end of the whole dialogue, but in these instances, yeah. this. In those instances, that. The fucking Constitution got amendments. <laughs> Dictionaries got footnotes, yep. endnotes, yep. asterisks, all of this different shit. Mm-hmm. Be say what you want to say and say what you mean and add everything to it because the world is gonna take it, <laughs> people are gonna take it and interpret it crazy. Summarize it down to it exactly. Text. <laughs> but yeah, so again, I get it and I I get getting to that age of feeling that way, but it's not fucking worth it because you're gonna be you're gonna be rooted. You gonna be out here and you gonna be rooted. <laughs> Don't be rooted. Don't be rooted is I guess <laughs> the the lesson in this. Don't be rooted. I mean, unless you're a child star and you still won't work. I mean, <laughs> that's the only time you. That's the context in which you be rooted. Yeah, because she still yeah. got work. Yeah, she does. Still but there's a lot of child stars out here that careers over and they just drug, even know where the fuck drugs have ruined <laughs> their lives. Basically, yeah. So we we in politics. We've been there the whole time. Man. So <laughs> I'm just gonna go with the North Carolina voter ID laws, which was struck down by a three panel three judge panel mm-hmm. it was struck down saying that it was it was discriminatory on almost a surgical with almost surgical precision <laughs> and so fine whatever just North Carolina legislation the problem is the Republicans in the state said that they're afraid that this is an issue that will give Democrats a stronger hold on the election when 
when they enacted this election, they asserted strongly that it had nothing to do with disenfranchising populations that will possibly give the Democrats a stronger hold on <laughs> the election. But now you're saying that that's your fear. Exactly. <laughs> now you're saying we're afraid that them changing this legislation, but they're using voter fraud, which I want to let y'all know that voter fraud is not a statistically significant issue. And when I say not statistically significant for those of you who don't really dabble in statistics very much it means so little that it don't even make a difference just like that that tablespoon of paprika that you forgot to put in that dish I'm glad you said that I need paprika (laughs) (laughs) it don't do shit anyway you know that it don't make a difference in the outcome of the situation Mm -hmm. voter fraud you can take every instance of voter fraud from every state and put it in one state and it's not enough to steal an election. And they're asserting that the election might be stolen because of this. But if you didn't believe it was an outcome to change how it can sway, it wouldn't have been an issue. But it now, wouldn't matter either or. Yeah. So this is the thing. Republicans don't have to say <laughs> it disenfranchises people. Not what we said. You know what I'm saying? But when you say things like it might give the Democrats a better chance when you say things like uh, it doesn't have anything to do with race, but it turns out that it does. Then your fucking legislation disenfranchised. <laughs> you don't got to say it. If you say all of the shit that encompasses disenfranchisement, <laughs> that's what it is. And so I'm just going to get more deeply into this in our society about this whole notion of divisiveness. You're being divisive. Because you're talking about Because you're that talking exists. about shit. Like, what the fuck you want me to do? The shit that exists. See, I think what white America want brown America to do is, and not every white American, just those of you who feel this way, is to assimilate, shut the fuck up about your brownness, shut the fuck up about disproportionate treatment and all that other shit, and just be okay. Because why not? Right? It's... According to Bill O'Reilly, ever since the beginning of all of this, you know, the the slaves that built the White House had wonderful lodging and nice meals. So they've been treating us so wonderful from the beginning. What possibly what could we have to complain about? I don't know, but (laughs) you don't have to say a lot of this shit. For that to be what you're saying. For us to understand (laughs) what you're fucking saying. And you know what? If you don't understand what you're saying by saying all that shit. Don't say it. Pretty simple concept. You there. know, people calling you racist because you agree with people that have racist sentiments. Like, don't ask me why. What has Donald Trump said to be considered a racist? He done made blanket statements about Mexicans. He done made blanket statements about Muslim and Islam. He done made blanket statements about black people. He done made blanket statements about homosexuals. Anybody that ain't him. (laughs) He's made blanket statements about all of this stuff. And those blanket statements encompass the idea that he might think that his race is better than others. Because I know who he had made a blanket statement about. (laughs) White people. (laughs) He hasn't. No, he has not. So if you don't get that by making those statements about every other culture but not your own if you don't get the idea that someone might think that you believe that you're better than someone else because of your skin color or your culture or your heritage 
then you are just in denial because that's what it is. I mean, I don't know, and I don't know how to say. I don't. There is no argument for racist. There is. It's just never. I mean, people keep saying that these police officers that's doing this stuff when black people involved is not racism because an investigation by that same department <laughs> rendered that it wasn't about race. It was fully justified. And you're saying that it doesn't mean racism. There is never going to be a defense for racist unless a police officer jump out of his car. Say, I hate you, nigga. The reason I'm finna shoot your black ass is because I hate your skin color. Pop, 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 pop. Until that happens, there is never gonna be a way to definitively say that race has something to do with that. And I don't like people who say race absolutely has something to do with it as much as I don't like people who say race absolutely has nothing to do with it. I don't like absolutes. But race in our country, it puts a variety. It puts a variable. It puts a different different spin on everything because maybe that cop ain't racist but maybe his supervisors are racist and the reason that he was in that community was because they said you got to watch them blacks or maybe he's not even in a racist system and maybe he's not racist but maybe he got a racist partner that put him in a position in which he never would have been in if somebody didn't have these racial dispositions you got to understand that the history of this country has remnants you're not going to tell me that George Washington fucking down, chopping down a fucking cherry tree <laughs> and all the history, every, every single bit of history matters in the context of the present, except for my history. You're not going to tell me my history don't mean shit yeah. and I need to forget my history because we got fucking history class. We got to take fucking history in college. We got to take American history. We got to take world history. We got to take all kind of different histories. And the America believes that history is important and so you can't brush out one part of history you don't like and say it don't mean shit and it ain't important because if it ain't important to you it's fucking important to me yeah you know what i'm saying and that history has left a remnant on this country the residual effects are there are some people that might make decisions based off racism and i'm inclined to believe that a lot of white people have racists in their family yes a lot of white people have granddaddies that own businesses that ain't trying to hire black folks in mass that are not hiring the best person for the job all around because if they are and it just happens that everybody is white then you just believe that white people are the better people for the job <laughs> i know that that racism exists black people we don't have access to that we don't have access to the dialogue that white america has with the older generation and the white racists out there mm -hmm. you know to continue to consistently invalidate it or you just don't understand that white people using nigger when ain't no black people around and white people telling jokes about black people when ain't no black people around when they just show their bigotry in front of you you must not believe that that's racism yeah because it is and it has an effect on how they're gonna look at a person how they're gonna treat a person how they're gonna be around a person i hope you're not that person you know what i'm saying who's doing those things but if you're around the people that doing those things you've got to understand that that's that's the kind of shit we be talking about. Even if we don't see it exist or know it exists. You know, but... Damn! You don't have to be... You don't have to say... You don't have to say you racist. You don't have to say you're sexist. Most you people don't, don't say, say that. Most of the ones that are don't. That's the thing. Don't have <laughs> to say like you're here like, I fucking... Women need to be in the kitchen. You know, barefoot and pregnant. Or, and you don't have to say you're misogynist. No. You don't have to say you're homophobic. You don't have to say those things. The mm -hmm. way you act... 
the way you treat those people, the way you believe about those people and the things you believe, they tell the story. If you say, I believe that marriage is between a man and a woman, you're saying that you don't you don't agree with homosexuality. Yeah. Which in essence is saying that you don't necessarily like it. <laughs> Existing. You know, that gets into say telling the story about what you believe. And you need to know that, y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> so going more deeply into the race situation. Constance Wu. You know how it is? Off fresh off the boat. I know not because we talked about it. I didn't know. Fresh off the boat. Yes. If you haven't seen that show, you need to watch it. It's hilarious. It's like Asian version of Blackish. Except I can't watch Blackish. Why can you not watch Blackish? Because I don't. I don't agree with his representation of me as a black man. (laughs) I just don't. Like, (laughs) he's entitled to that. And I know he represents some black men, but he don't. Yeah. I don't like the things he does to try to portray his blackness. Not saying it is not a good show, it's not a funny show. It's just I don't no, like funny. watching things that make me have to assess my blackness <laughs> on the scale of what I'm looking at. So fresh off the boat doesn't do that for you. No, because it's not my culture. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's it's very hilarious. But the thing about it is like the main character, the little boy, he is heavily infatuated with rap. <laughs> in it so it got like he got on like the first or second episode he got like a biggie shirt when he going to school like he got on a biggie biggie notorious big shirt and i'm like okay <laughs> but but it, it's a funny show but That's i don't funny. have to look and think about my culture but maybe asian an asian, asian person might be doing this people might not like it yeah but yeah. constance Wu got on twitter and went at matt damon why would she go at matt damon though he's he got like his movies he got some good movies well, his newest movie is called Great Wall, in which he's basically a white dude that's, you know, beating up a bunch of Asians. You know, he goes into Asia with a whole bunch of, like, all these movies. He going to Asia with a limited knowledge of the fighting in Asia, becomes a great fighter in Asia, and then beat up all the Asians that taught him how to fight. Like this Last Samurai. Last Samurai, Tom Cruise. Yeah. I mean, so she really had an issue with Hollywood continuing to portray brown people as needing a white savior. Because like almost every movie got white savior, white hero. Mm-hmm. Like what? What's a movie? What's a movie that got a brown hero? Only one that comes to mind is it hadn't even come out yet. I'm excited as shit about <laughs> Black Panther. That's gonna be a black ass movie as far as like the characters in the movie. Because it set it up, isn't it? A lot of it supposed to be uh, take place in Africa, is it not? Did I is Wakanda in Africa? Isn't Wakanda? Where else would it be? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they made it up. It might be in. I think it's supposed to it be. It might be in a little Africa. isolated island somewhere. I just imagined it to be because it, it reminds me of coming to America. What was the name of their fictitious? Zamunda. Zamunda. I don't know. Anyhow, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> it's gonna be black as shit as far as the cast is concerned. So um, what you're saying is because you know you don't have to say it to not for it to mean that. Is that there's no movies you could think of that exist now no. with a brown hero and Black Dynamite don't count. Oh God! First of all, I'm too young for <laughs> Bruce Leroy don't count. <laughs> all of the uh, what black exploitation isn't that what they were black called? Exploitation. Black exploitation films. Yeah. Have you seen Black Dynamite? No. 
You didn't see the original Black Dynamite? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know about these things because the references that are made to them, but I've never actually watched them. Black Dynamite is hilarious. I don't know if it's unintentionally hilarious or intentionally. <laughs> if it's intentionally, it's borderline genius. If it's unintentionally, then they'll never be able to do it again. <laughs> Which he hadn't done it again, so it might have been an accident. It might have been an accident. <laughs> but yeah, but I can't fun. think of any that had because even with I, I, we were talking about this earlier. I don't even remember the name of that this movie that's out now with Matthew McConaughey saving the slaves, like, yeah, um, or he's leading a rebellion. Yeah, like because um, he's poor and white, and so he didn't feel. I mean, can't even have a slave movie <laughs> where the black people are the heroes. I mean, Nat Turner finna be that and that's i guess underground that show i oh, had seen it yeah i hadn't seen it. i just I don't assumed watch slave that's shit, about so, black yeah. empowerment somehow i don't want i just i, I don't want to watch it like it depresses the shit i don't get i get why i get why it continues to need, i guess to be made because like the younger generations are more likely to like watch a movie than they are to like read books but I just can't watch that shit. Like I have never seen Django Unchained. I've never seen The Butler. I've never seen The Help. I'm not, like all of them movies like that. I just avoid them shits like the plague. Like I don't. I'm not gonna take anything from that that I didn't already know about the fucked up shit that we endure. And so I just don't want to watch it. So I don't. I've not seen any of those movies. And my thing is, I don't want to see a joke in none of them movies. Oh yeah. You know, I know there's a lighter side to existence, and I know black people have consistently made may do with shit and yeah. enjoy life however life came at them mm-hmm. but I don't want to see no jokes at the end of the day because white people are writing this stuff white people are writing it and if white people are not writing it white people are approving it yeah I saw the help on t- the the on a movie list and I did not realize that shit was like almost three hours long who the fuck finna- like no Mm-mm. so my brother I'll give Avengers three hours I ain't finna give help three hours of my life <laughs> so my brother he is out in Hollywood mm-hmm. and he been on some shows and he was on he was on Two Broke Girls mm-hmm. right and he said that when they did the table read which is they read over mm-hmm. the show beforehand yeah. trying to make any changes mm-hmm. he said that they had a racist ass joke in the reading in the in the scene she was supposed to be waiting in line and she had to get to the back of the line and the joke was i had to be all the way in the back of this line i would have been a great black person in the 50s or something from having to get back in the back of the bus something like that yeah but one of the main characters she said we are not (laughs) i ain't saying that shit <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like she was like, "That's a racist ass joke. Y'all should make an ass joke or something." Yeah. And then she left. He said she left, mm-hmm. and they turned it into an ass joke. Like they literally could be using anything to be funny, but sometimes they teeter on that line of cultural insensitivity. And so I'm saying that to say that the writers of these heroes, sometimes like in Black Panther, Ryan Coogler is the director, but who writing? Who yeah. writing it? And do they have a black writer in there? And do they defer to that black writer for black stuff? You know, do they let him approve it? Or is he just another black person in the room like everybody being? They pretty much say what's going to happen and he just going to not be happy with what's going on because of white people doing it. Same thing for Orange is the New Black. They released a a group of the writers. And while it's not a predominantly black show, Mm 
with black people, but there are white people writing for those black people. Yeah. And so it's just really hard to understand and to just support a lot of that stuff when I know that it's not really it's not really it doesn't encapsulate the black experience exclusively because it's the black experiences as told by white people's understandings of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so if if I made a comic, if I wrote a comic and started a comic, then the comic is gonna be after my likeness. If I made a hero, yeah, it'll be after my likeness because I understand me. Mm-hmm. And I wanna create a perfect picture of me and i think that's what white america do as the writers of history as the writers of everything they've painted a portrait of themselves that is the hero that is going to continue to be the hero but in hollywood you would think because of the the explosion of diversity Mm -hmm. that they would start seeking to change some of these things and i think that's where you got people mad at scarlett johansson playing in ghost of the shell that's when you get mad at them not casting an asian character in doctor strange um which apparently marvel has a strong history of whitewashing a lot of roles and a lot of positions uh iron fist which is about to come out on mm-hmm. netflix sometime next year i think he's a white dude that going to asia learn karate and then whoop every asian ass i mean <laughs> i think that's her issue constance Wu is like that that's not our story yeah we have heroes yeah we have nelson mandela we have the Gandhis. We have every culture has heroes of themselves. White people didn't never had to come in and save people. <laughs> I mean, usually people had to be saved from, from white, white people, people. <laughs> you know. And so I don't know, man. I seeing Matt Damon. I like Matt. I like the Bourne movies. Mm-hmm. I like movies that Matt Damon play in. Yeah, he's been But seeing and, and I during that ALS challenge with mm-hmm. the ice bucket thing, like. He was giving some good. He got some good things to say about some shit. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to diversity, I just don't agree with some of the shit he done said. Yeah, you know. And I'm not gonna say I don't agree with this movie because he ain't one in charge of it. But I think it's we got to move away from expecting a white savior. Yeah, and we got to start making our own saviors if we if we got to. I guess back to me not watching like the slave movies this is completely i just it, that made me think of this i've been watching this show called wrecked i think it comes on abc anyhow it's about a commercial plane that crashes and lands on an island and so you have uh one of the flight attendants which is a male made it and then like all the rest of the passengers trying to like figure out how they're going to survive and it's a but it's a comedy it's the cover of that where the plane is like on a body um, uh-huh. oh yeah i seen I, w- I went by that so it's pretty funny like the characters are all like these wild crazy characters but what made me think of wrecked was there's an episode where they find a because nothing on you know they, they don't have any electricity no nothing so they find and they they have all the luggage from the plane they find a portable dvd player that has some juice enough power for them to watch one movie so they go around looking for movies they find two movies they find dumb and dumber which everybody was excited about because being on an island is is depressing so they wanted to watch something lighthearted and funny well the other movie that they found was selma damn so they it's the whole episode they go through this whole thing where like everybody clearly wants to watch dumb and dumber but they feel like like they feel like they have to 
why Selma on principle? And so there's a black lady on the island and they they go to her hoping that she's if she said they feel like if she say we watch dumb and dumber we're absolved and, and it's not bad because the black girl wanted to watch even she like you could tell she wanted to watch dumb and dumber but she was like well well selma was it was an important movie and 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 we may not ever make it off this island so if this is the last movie you know she didn't want to watch the shit either so at the very end, they were all like telling these secrets about themselves, and somebody finally chimed up and was like, "I want to watch Dumb and Dumber. I don't want to watch Selma, but I don't want y'all to think badly of me because of that." And then everybody was like, "We want to watch Dumb and Dumber too." So like that just made me think of that word. Like some, I think sometimes people feel like, I don't know. I if if given an option, I don't even like Dumb and Dumber, but I would watch Dumb and Dumber before I would watch Selma, especially if I'm on a fucking island where we ain't got food and shit and i need a pick-me-up selma ain't that so mm-hmm. i wouldn't want to watch selma either but i just thought that that was funny that they all went through this whole like <laughs> we should watch selma off principle even though we don't really Internal want to dilemma. yes that was just a funny episode it's a pretty funny it's like a goofy it's something that if you need something lighthearted, i like it it's, it's pretty funny yeah so yeah anyway that's that's the only stories I got. You ready to get strapped up? <laughs> so by the time we record next time, yes. I will have shot some guns <laughs> because I'm going to go to the shooting range. So I have some opinions. I'm uh, not going, so don't expect me to uh, have any kind of bad. <laughs> don't I don't still see, don't see myself fucking with guns after this because. Like I said before, my problems with guns are the politics behind them, the power behind them, and the misuse of both of those things. But the well, device itself... Well, for the itself, people who think that if you shot guns, you don't understand why people enjoy them, you'll be able to address that because you'll know because you'll have fired a gun. I mean, I think I already understand. <laughs> you know, the allure yeah. to guns and the importance with which America places on them. Yeah. You know? But... Mm-hmm. We'll get into a dialogue about That's guns. That's gonna be amazing next week. Um, I just wanted to say that. So I'm going. It's not a quarter life crisis because I'm not 25, and it's not a midlife crisis because I'm not in my 40s or 50s. So a 30 life. 30 year life fuck I don't know anyhow (laughs) uh, I just I'm going through this 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 phase where I wish that I was doing something a little bit more unconventional as far as my professional life is concerned because you know y'all haven't seen me but I have tattoos y'all know I have the red fro which I want right now to change it to fuchsia and purple. But like just think the things that I would like to be have the freedom to do, I don't. Um, and I just am a lot more of a creative person. And I don't think that I realized that about myself, like when it mattered, like when I was picking majors and all that. So I just wanted to say that for anybody else that's like feeling like, you know, when you get in your thirties, just put, the ideal situation that's sold to you is that you, you go to school, you get a career and you work that career and you retire from that. I have that. I have a career. I'm using my master's degree. Um, but it's not fulfilling for me right now. You know what I'm saying? Like I just, so yeah. So for anybody else, cause I know like sometimes it's like, shit, I'm 30. I should feel like, 
I, I should be happy that I have this, you know, I, or I should have my shit together kind of thing. It ain't just you. <laughs> a lot of people go through that. It just doesn't have a name like quarter life. That quarter life crisis had to be created for people in their like late 20s that were going through shit. Because midlife crisis, sometimes you have one before you get to midlife. Like sometimes shit gets tossed up before then. So, yeah, for anybody that's going through that, I feel you. Because <laughs> I'm dealing with it myself now. Fucking sucks. But yeah, I, if if I had an unconventional job, y'all would probably not even recognize me. Uh, being a counselor is not easy. No, it's not. You absorb the emotional frustrations of other people, and your our skill set helps us diffuse them, so that that person can be better and we can be better. But it's not easy. And when you add on your own life stresses and your own issues and your own things, it becomes a different situation. Yeah. I just don't, I, I hate for people to believe that being a counselor or in the field of psychology means that you have things together. Not at all. You know, it <laughs> in the least means that you understand the root and the core of these things, but you're still expected to be able to deal with them as much as other people too. Yeah. I always, like I said, I suggest people have, everybody need to have a counselor. Yeah. You know, in a situation, especially, even if it's a seasonal counselor, even if it's, yeah, you just need to have an idea. I don't, and I don't care what, if you're into professional psychology, you know, I mean, my program made us do yeah eight sessions of counseling. Mm-hmm. And when I did it, I, re- I remember the apprehension of going to counseling <laughs> and I was trying to be a counselor. <laughs> And so I know that got to be difficult for you know the general population. Yeah, but it's I mean, weird it to go ain't, tell ain't. somebody you know the shit that you don't want anybody to know essentially, which is mm. why you're sitting on it. <laughs> but Man. it helps to get it out. And I think what uh, people have to remember is that this isn't like your family where you're gonna see you know see them and feel like they're judging me and and, and things are gonna be weird or they're not gonna understand. This is somebody. This is what they do is to or that's what they're supposed to do because everybody's not good (laughs) but for the most part generally speaking you know this is what they do so it isn't about judging you it's about getting you to a place where you're happier and and it so in that regard talking to somebody that doesn't know you or 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 you feel like it expects you to be a certain way it's helpful because sometimes we feel like we have to live up to these expectations of the people in our lives and the council's not like that you know Mm-hmm. It's not that same situation, so it's helpful. I encourage. Yeah, it's good for everybody to talk to somebody. If I need to do that every now and then, yeah. So, yeah. And so when you in that field, and you want to do, you want to branch out <laughs> creatively, <laughs> and they say no, nah, you can't do that for professional purposes. Like. I don't know, man. I, and it really, like, honestly, like, my cartoon or I don't know, my, my um, I think my uh, Twitter picture is like a real picture instead of the cartoon, but my hair is that red. Like, it really, so it's like going from that to like, it's not that big of a jump. It's actually in the same, like, family of colors. Like, so I don't know. But yeah, my coworkers were like, oh, that would it be blah, 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 professional. And I'm like, I'm walking around with red hair. <laughs> it is. Yeah, like fuchsia <laughs> purple. Like we literally, that's Red's cousin. Yeah, it you really. Know, is. I mean, damn. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I, and honestly, y'all, I'm probably gonna do the shit anyway because that's just my personality. So at some point, I'm probably gonna change my hair color just 
because it's what I do. And, and what implications does it make? Because the range of color from white people's hair that's natural yeah. goes from black all the way to pretty red. Yeah. But because our hair only grows black, are we supposed to just have that color? I don't know. I don't know either. And I don't know that regardless of what color, I mean, it's not going to stop whatever is going. And honestly, I work with a lot of teenagers, so this I, I get a lot less resistance in the beginning. I mean, they still are, resi- you know, they're kids, but I'm not I'm not like the man. You know, what I'm like I'm not like their parent. I'm not I'm not put on that same like level of whatever they they may be going through with their parents because i don't look like parents Mm -hmm. most of the time so i don't know but i'm probably gonna do the shit anyway because that's just how i roll and i'll just deal with consequences when it happens but i just wish that it didn't have to be like a whole thing of like i have to think about this before you know whatever but that's adult part of adulting too i guess it blows but yeah i gotcha you got anything else on your mind, man? That was it. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla.